Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about season six, episode nine, called Clap Your Hands If You Believe. I love this episode, by the way. I just want to say that right now. <laughs> I love this episode too. I love how X Files it is. I know you've never watched X Files, but it is like straight out of the X Files. Okay. Like they like the opening title sequence, how they do the credits differently. Uh-huh. They do it like the X Files opening credits. Oh, okay. That's why it's so, that's, I mean, like, why they chose to do that. So it's so, so funny. So, like, making fun of it in the best way. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So we start out in Elwood, Indiana. It's nighttime. There's a truck parked in a clearing in a cornfield. Two people are making out on a blanket in front of the truck. <laughs> I, sh- I would say that they're, like, teenage, like, high school maybe oh yeah also like this is right out of the x-files like i've seen this episode of the (laughs) x-files with the making out in the middle of a cornfield and getting abducted and getting abducted i mean if there's cornfields around and you need a place to make out i don't know i'd be too nervous out in the middle of nowhere in a field somewhere you know i would but yeah no (laughs) yeah i yeah I I think I I'd probably just be like, can we just stay in the truck? Oh, you for know? sure. I wouldn't get out if we, if yeah. I did go to a cornfield. I would not get out of whatever vehicle I was in. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen too much. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that episode. I know how it ends. <laughs> exactly. I've seen it, and it's called Jeepers Creepers, and shit goes down. <laughs> There's a Jeepers Creepers three. Which I haven't seen yet. I don't know how this has happened because it's been out for like years and years now. It's on Amazon, I think, for free. Or no, I think it was maybe Netflix. I just saw it the other day. I was like, I need to text Lynn and then I forgot. But <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's I have for free to watch somewhere. It. Okay, I'll definitely watch it. Okay, so they're making out. <laughs> A shadow passes over them. Patrick, the dude, says, did you see that? Kim says, see what? Patrick says, something out there. And then he runs away um kim yells patrick patrick but he goes into the corner to investigate she goes after him which i'm not sure i would do no well i don't know like there's a point like you want to make sure that like he doesn't get lost but like how are you not going to get lost i know right like then you got two people lost and nothing to you know yeah (laughs) at least if you stay where you're at you can be like hey come towards the sound of my voice where if you're just both lost in a cornfield then what do you do you know yeah, if I was him, I would not have gone to investigate. I would have been like, let's get in the truck and leave now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. It's like this the stupid things that people do in horror films slash, you know, like supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, did yes. we think this through? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I would not go investigate. No. Okay, so then there's a bright light that Patrick disappears into. The camera pans back and we see that Kim is standing in the middle of a crop circle. And then we get our opening title sequence, X-Files style. <laughs> so we cut to a montage of people being interviewed by Sam and Dean. One man named Wayne Whitaker says, I'm here because I believe that Elwood, Indiana has become the center of extraterrestrial activity. Kim from the cornfield <laughs> says, there was this light and then Patrick just vanished. There's a girl named Sparrow Jennings. She says, it's all happening, you know. I mean, these entities have come to help push humanity to the next stage. Wayne Whitaker says, my name is Wayne Whitaker, Jr. I have personally recorded dozens of eyewitness accounts, strange lights in the sky, mysterious presences attempting contact. The sheriff says, since this whole damn circus has blown into town, no one seems to realize we got four missing person kit 
four missing persons cases wide open. My friends lost loved ones. Kim says, what happened to him? Something took him. I knew it. Wayne says, we are right in the middle of what we in the field like to call a UFO flap. And I'm <laughs> as happy as a pig in shoes. Okay. I have never heard pig in shoes. I've heard pig in mud, a pig in a lot of things, but pig in shoes? Like, <laughs> I don't think a pig would be very happy if it had shoes on. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just uh. didn't make any sense. The sheriff says, I can guarantee you this has nothing to do with UFOs, little green men, or anything extraterrestrial whatsoever. A woman named Marion says, of course it's not UFOs. It's fairies. <laughs> Dean says, fairies? Okay, well, thank you for your input. Sam says, what, flying saucers not insane enough for you? Marion says, what newspaper did you say you worked for? Sam says, okay, if you want to add glitter to that glue you're sniffing, that's fine. But don't dump your wackadoo all over us. We'd rather not step in it. I love it. <laughs> Dean says, okay, we're done. Sam says, the only thing you're missing is a couple dozen cats, sister. <laughs> what? Jeez, Sola Sammy is so mean. He is, but hilarious. He is hilarious. But God, tone it down. I know, right? Like, keep your shit under control, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dean pulls Sam away and says, it's a blood sugar thing. My apologies. Sam and Dean start walking away. Sam says, what? Dean says, what? You got to ask? Right. Yes, you do have to ask. <laughs> Sam says, look, I'm sorry, but this is all a big joke, right? And we're not actually, we're not actually taking this UFO crap seriously. Dean says, no, man, E.T. is made of rubber. Everybody knows that. But there are four legitimate vanishings in this town. Something's going on. And Sam, by the way, it's not that lady's fault she took the brown acid. <laughs> 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 Sam says, yeah, so? Dean says, empathy, man, empathy. I mean, the old Sam would have given her some wussified, do-eyed crap. Sam says, old Sam had a soul, was a soul, whatever. Dean says, right, yes, and but you don't, aren't, whatever. Sam says, right. Dean says, right. You don't care. Sam says, well, Dean says, you have to care. Sam says, about what exactly? Dean says, about everything, man, about being human, at least. Sam says, look, Dean, you obviously care a lot, and that's great, but I can't care about what I can't care about, you know? What do you want me to do, fake it? Dean says, yes, absolutely, fake it. Fake it until you make it. Sam says, what happened to you wanting to me? <laughs> Sam says, what happened to you wanting me to be all honest? Dean says, hey, you want to be a real boy, Pinocchio? You got to act the part. Sam says, I was faking it, Dean. Ever since we got back on the road together, I was picking every freaking word. It's exhausting. Dean says, okay, all right. But until we get back on the soul train, I'll be your conscience, okay? Sam says, so you're saying you'll be my Jiminy Cricket? <laughs> Dean says, shut up. But yeah, you freaking puppet. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so we cut to Brennan's Watchworks. Uh, it's a little watch shop. Sam and Dean walk inside. Dean says, Mr. Brennan. Uh, Sam says, we're with the mirror. We'd like to ask you. Mr. Brennan says, what? Is this about Patrick? Patrick's gone. Dean says, missing. Right. Yes, that's what we want to talk to you about. Sam says, now your son was the first to disappear. Mr. Brennan says, first to be taken. Sam says, taken. Mr. Brennan says, get out, out. Dean says, Mr. Brennan, who do you believe took your son? Mr. Brennan says, you people can't help me. My boy is never coming back. Sam says, you sound awfully sure. Mr. Brennan says, excuse me? Sam says, like you know something you're not talking about. Dean says, okay, all right. 
Mr. Brennan says, you know what they say, 72 hours. After that, the odds of finding a missing person drop to nothing, right? Dean says, well, every case is different. Mr. Brennan says, it's been weeks. Dean says, all right, listen, call us if anything comes to mind. You know what just dawned on me? Hmm. Patrick, his, his son, is the kid from the beginning of the episode. <laughs> oh my God, it up. is! Because <laughs> his name is Patrick. You didn't get that either? Okay. <laughs> I always thought that this episode was a little bit strange because it's like, we never even get to see Patrick. Who is Patrick? We just know he's missing. <laughs> it's the kid from the beginning. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. boy. We're okay. totally with it. Okay. <laughs> apparently, we've been uh, on some of that brown acid. Yeah, we've taken the brown acid, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay you know what we got there eventually and that's what counts well i didn't you did <laughs> i would uh, still not be there <laughs> uh, okay so sam and dean leave mr brennan says to the seemingly empty room is that all right and we see a pocket watch uh hanging turn by itself then we cut to outside the shop sam says what do you think Dean says, I think he's hiding something. Why don't you stay and watch Watchmaker and see what happens when the sun goes down, and I'll go check out the crop circles. Sam says, okie dokie. Dean says, but, but do not engage with, maim, or in any way kill Brennan. In fact, I don't want you making any judgment calls whatsoever. Anything happens, call me. Sam says, you know, Jiminy, I was on my own for a whole year. I did fine without you. Dean says, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to know what your definition of fine is. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. So we cut to nighttime in the cornfield. Dean is walking around checking out, checking it out with his. Blah, 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 blah. Dean is walking around. <laughs> walking around checking it out with his. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Okay. He's, he's checking out the cornfield and his phone rings. <laughs> Dean says, What? Sam says, the only thing this guy is up to is alcoholism. And we see that Sam is sitting in a bar drinking while watching the dude. Dean says, good. Sam says, you know, maybe I should go talk to him again. I mean, you're the one who said he's hiding something. Just then, the Impala's lights go out. Dean says, shh. Then Dean hears a, wh a whirring noise. I can't say that word right now. Whirring? Whirring. Whirring noise. <laughs> whirring. <laughs> a whirring. A whirring noise. Sam says, what? You see something? Dean, what's up? Dean says, hang on a second. And then he sees a bright light coming from a UFO-shaped thing in the sky. He runs, uh, he runs into the corn and yells, holy, UFO, UFO. Sam says, whoa, dude, stop yelling. You're breaking up. I didn't catch that. Dean yells, close encounter, close encounter. Sam yells, close encounter, what kind? First, second? Dean says, they're after me. Sam says, third kind already? You better run, man. I think the fourth kind is kind of a butt thing. What a, what a dick, first of all. <laughs> I know. Like, no concern. Ah, well, you better look out. They might come from your butt next. I know. <laughs> Protect that starfish. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dean's, yep. Dean says, empathy, Sam. Empathy. Sam orders another beer and says, are they still after you? Dean uh, enters a clearing and drops his phone and pulls out a knife and a gun. He yells, come on, and then the bright light takes Dean. Sam says, Dean, are you there? What happened? Dean? 
but Dean is gone. The waitress hands Sam a beer, and Sam checks her out her rear as she walks away. <laughs> Little stinker. I know. Your brother gets abducted, and you go checking out butts. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is Sam currently, but still. Yep. So we cut to Sam in the cornfield. He finds Dean's phone by calling it. Then he goes into the RV camp of UFO enthusiasts. He finds Wayne Whitaker from the earlier montage and says, so they're real UFOs. Wayne says, like I said before, son, the truth is out there, which is another X-Files line, by the way, the truth is out there. That's like a, I think I knew that. Okay. I don't know how I knew that. I'm pretty sure you've probably told me that before. Yeah. It's like the truth is out there. Trust no one. Stuff like that. I want, to, I want to believe that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Sam says, okay, you're the expert. How do I get them? Wayne says, come again? Sam says, you hunt ETs, right? I need to know how to get them. Wayne says, you and me both. And he hands Sam some literature. Sam pages through it and says, this is it? Wayne says, well, I'd say that 30 years of eyewitness accounts speak for themselves as inconvertible truth. <laughs> as proof. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you said as inconvertible proof I think truth. that's what I said but I'm just going to skip the word because I can't read it right now <laughs> inconvertible truth Incon- okay. incontrovertible no I can't do it it's like when I try to say regularly I just can't do it sometimes <laughs> I used to have a really hard time with synonym and syn- oh crap <laughs> synonym and cinnamon. I have to oh, like really? really slow it down sometimes. Yeah. I, I do better now, but like if I try and say them together, like clearly I can't, I have to like <laughs> really slow it down to do it. Uh, okay. Uh, Sam says, yeah, right. My brother was abducted, so I'm pretty good on the whole proof part. <laughs> Sparrow Jennings from the earlier montage comes up and says, your brother was abducted? Sam says, yeah. Sparrow says, oh my God. Sam says, it's fine. I mean, I've had time to adjust. Sparrow said, says, did it happen when you were kids? Sam says, no, like half an hour ago. <laughs> I just so you, love all of this episode. <laughs> the, it's hilarious. I've had time to adjust. It's been a half an hour. <laughs> it's been half an hour. So you've been hunting UFOs for over three decades, and you basically have no concrete data and zero workable leads. Wayne says, well... Sam says, have you considered the possibility that you suck at hunting F- at UFOs? I almost said FBOs. <laughs> I thought you were going to say FBIs. <laughs> <laughs> you suck at hunting FBIs. <laughs> you suck at it, bro. Okay. You suck at hunting UFOs. Sam walks away and Sparrow follows and says, I'd like to help if I can. And they smile suggestively at each other. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> So cut what back. can I do to help you? Yeah, how, how can I help your abducted brother? Because <laughs> that's what I want to help right now. I know. I bet if you take your pants off, it'd help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of where they're at. Yep. So we cut back to the cornfield. Dean appears in a bright light shooting his gun. And we cut to Dean opening I love their... the look on his face, too. Oh, yeah. He just <laughs> looks like totally frantic. <laughs> So we cut to Dean opening their motel room door and finding Sam in bed with Sparrow. Sam says, Dean. Dean says, what the hell? (laughs) Sparrow says, oh, that's Dean. Sam, they brought your brother back. She grabs her clothes and says, okay, it's all right, Sam. I so totally understand that you need time as a family. But it's just, what were they like? Dean says, they were grabby incandescent douchebags. Good night. (laughs) Sparrow says, 
Yeah, Sparrow says, too soon. Okay. And she leaves. Sam says, you're upset. Dean says, I was abducted and you were banging patchouli. <laughs> Sam says, I didn't think she smelled that bad. Dean says, I was abducted by aliens. Sam says, I was looking into it. Dean says, looking into it, I was gone for like an hour. Sam says, an hour? Dean says, and most of that was walking back to town. Sam says, Dean, I think your watch is off. You've been gone all night. Dean says, what are you talking about? No, I haven't. Dean shows him his cell phone, or Sam shows him his cell phone, and Dean says, 4 a.m. Sam says, yeah, UFO time slip. That actually falls in line with a lot of abduction stories. <laughs> Dean says, falls in line. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, nothing's falling in line. Sam hands Dean a drink and says, here, drink. Good. He's like, calm your shit. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, thank you. Sam says, yeah, now, come on, talk to me. What happened? Dean says, well, uh, there was this, God help me, Sam, there was this bright white light. <laughs> Sam says, it's okay. And Sam puts his hand on Dean's leg and says, safe room. It's like, I feel like I need a safe word with this conversation. I know. <laughs> Dean looks like totally upset that Sam put his hand on his He's leg, like, too. Why are you touching my leg, bro? You know, yeah. like, like what's a little happening? too into this. Yeah. Dean <laughs> says, and suddenly I was in a different place, and there were these beings, and they were too bright to look at, but I could feel them pulling me towards this sort of table. Sam says, probing table. <laughs> <laughs> So excited about the probing table. He is so excited about He's the like, I'm going to hear a probing story. <laughs> <laughs> probing table. Dean says, God, don't say that out loud. <laughs> Sam says, right. So what did you do? Dean says, I went crazy. I started hacking and slashing and firing. They actually seem surprised. I don't think anybody's ever done that before. Yeah, I had a close encounter, Sam, and I won. Sam says, you should take a shower. <laughs> Dean says, I should take a shower. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a shower now. So we cut to daytime in a diner. Dean says, So on top of all the demons and angels and the ghosts and the skinwalkers, it turns out that there's well, so if aliens are actually real, what's next? Hobbits? <laughs> the waitress passes by and Sam looks at her up and down and nods at her. Uh Dean says, Seriously, you just gave her the silent how you doing? Sam says, What? Dean says, our reality is collapsing around us, and you're trying to pick up our waitress? Sam says, yeah, okay, look, brings up a question. So say you got a soul, and you're on a case, and your brother gets abducted by aliens. Dean says, yeah, then you do everything you can to get him back. Sam says, right, you do. But what about when there are no more leads for the night? Are you supposed to just sit there in the dark and suffer, even when there's nothing that could be done at the moment? Dean says, yes. Sam says, what? Dean says, yes, you sit in the dark, and you feel the loss. Sam says, absolutely, but couldn't I just do all that and have sex with the hippie chick? <laughs> Dean says, no. Sam says, it'd be in the dark. <laughs> Dean says, no, you couldn't because you would be suffering and you can't just turn that off for the night. The waitress says, thanks, guys. Dean says, thank you. Sam says, why not? Dean says, because if you had a soul, your soul wouldn't let you. Sam says, so you're saying have a, having a soul equals suffering. Dean says, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Sam says, like the million He's like, times... like, misery loves company, and I want you to be miserable with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sam says, like the million times you almost called Lisa, so you're saying suffering is a good thing. Dean says, I'm saying it's the only game in town. Sam says, okay, so how do we deal with the little green men? Dean says, research. We got about a century of UFO lore to catch up on, and there's no time for... What's up with that guy? And there's a guy standing outside the diner glaring at Dean. He's wearing a red cap. Sam says, who? Dean says, the guy by the window giving me the stink eye. 
Sam says, you mean the cop? Dean says, no, not the cop, the guy. He's right. Oh, well, now he's gone. Sam says, who's gone? Dean says, can we please just get out of here before I hit you? Sam says, <laughs> okay, geez. So we cut to Dean in the motel room doing computer research while on the phone with Sam. Sam says, library's closing up soon. I'm almost done. Dean says, you find anything? Sam says, yeah, way too much. Everyone on the planet believes in UFOs, and they will not stop writing books about it. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. It's true. It's, it's yep. Dean says, yeah, well, at least books have punctuation. All right, keep digging, and we'll see what you got when you get back. They hang up, and the lights in the motel room start to flicker. Dean says, oh, no, not again. <laughs> the, the door flies open. No more open. probing. <laughs> no more probing. The door flies open, and a little bright ball of light flies in. Dean tries to go for a weapon, but the light blocks him. Dean gets a really close look at the light and says, nipples? <laughs> the bright light smacks Dean in the face. Dean says, bitch. And then, Dean, then Dean traps the ball of light in the microwave and turns it on. The being explodes. Dean he says, microwaved the boobies. <laughs> he did microwave the boobies. Dean says, ha ha ha. And then the microwave Dean. <laughs> uh, okay. So we cut to Sam and Dean looking into the microwave. Sam says, see what? Dean says, see what? See the blood. See all the blah. <laughs> Sam says, sorry, man. I'm not seeing it. Dean says, you don't see the ugh? It's right there. <laughs> Sam says, okay, let's go with you see it and I don't. What the hell was it? Dean says, it was a little naked lady, okay? <laughs> Sam says, it was a what? Dean says, it was a little glowing, hot, naked lady <laughs> with nipples. And she hit me. <laughs> so disturbed that she hit him he's like they're little shiny boobies and they hit me you know they hit me in the brain the face i've never hit because of boobies before <laughs> Sam he, says, i'm sure he's been hit because of boobies he's probably never been hit by boobies before though exactly <laughs> sam says i'm not supposed to laugh right okay sure um so shot in the dark here but did this little lady have wings Dean says, what the hell made you say that? <laughs> Sam says, she did, didn't she? Dean says, yeah, but how did you? Sam says, one of the fringier theories I came across, it's actually what crazy crystal lady was yammering about. What if these abductions have nothing to do with UFOs? Dean says, what? Sam gets on the laptop and pulls up a website. He says, okay, say these encounters have been going on for centuries, not with extraterrestrials, but with ultra-terrestrials. People nowadays say space aliens or whatever, but they used to call them uh dean says smurfs <laughs> sam says fairies dean says fairies come on dean says there's a straight line between ets and fairies glowing lights abductions it's all the same ufo stuff just under a different skin dean says you seriously think that the secret with the ufos is sam says hey you're the one who pizza rolled tinkerbell i'm just doing the math <laughs> i know but this is good this is a lead dean says a lead where so we cut to Marion's trailer. She's serving them tea in tiny little cups. Uh, Marion says, fairies, sprites, spriggans, bogarts, and brownies. The little people have many names. Dean says... I've never heard uh, them called brownies before. Oh, I have. But that's because I've read a lot of dark fantasy. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it kind of sounds a little racist, doesn't it? I mean, no, it's just like, I've just never heard them called brownies before, you know? Yeah. They're a type of fairy. That's all. Yeah. Uh, Dean points at a figurine and says, well, that's her. That's the little, 
anyway, I get that Tinkerbells are fairies, but what about the tiny Santa Claus and the troll? And the Marion says, that's the garden gnome, and that's the large goblin. Dean says, but they're all fairies? Marion says, yes, fairy come in many shapes and sizes, magical and mischievous beings from the realm next door. Dean says, the fairy realm. Marion says, mm-hmm. Sam says, so it's like another dimension. Marion says, another reality, yes, only people who have been there and returned to our world can see the fairy here. Dean says, right, so why are the fairies abducting people? Marion says, there is much theory and little fact. We know that they only take firstborn sons, just like Rumpelstiltskin did. Personally, I think they're taken to Avalon to service Oberon, the king of fairy. <laughs> Sam looks very concerned and says, Dean, did you service Oberon, king of fairies? <laughs> Dean doesn't respond to Sam. Dean says, okay, Mary. Like, so what do we, okay, never mind. We'll go, we'll get into that later because that's going to take way too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dean says, Miriam, let's say that fairies are, that fairies are real. Okay. What can we do about them? Marion says, sorry. Dean says, how can we, Marion says, interact with them. Dean says, yes, yes. Forcefully interact. Marion says, well, if you want to win a fairy's favor, leave them a bowl of fresh cream. They love cream. Dean says, okay. And uh, more forcefully. Marion says, oh, all fairy hate iron and the dark fairy burn when touched with silver. What else? Oh, you can spill sugar or salt in front of them. No matter how powerful, the fairy must stop to count each grain. Dean that says, would suck. What a kryptonite. <laughs> that would super suck. Yeah. <laughs> Just be Dean like, well, says, here I go. Yeah. Dean says, all righty. That's, wow, that's a lot to absorb. Thank you. Marion says, oh, stay, finish your tea. So Sam and Dean pick back up their tiny teacups. Dean, Dean looks around the trailer and says, I got to say, I love the feel. It's, uh, Sam says, it's like Sedona, Arizona crapped in here. <laughs> Dean says, cuterific is what it is. Cuterific. Sam says, do you have any bigger cups? So we cut to Sam and Dean walking outside. Dean says, God, is it on me? I feel like I got the crazy on me. <laughs> Sam says, no, you did sit in some glitter, though. Dean says, makes me want to believe in UFOs again. Sam says, it doesn't really give us the next move. I'll grant you that. We can always put the call out to Bobby. Dean says, hey, I'll be damned. Isn't that the watch guy? Sam and Dean see Mr. Brennan, the watchmaker, buying a bunch of cream. Sam says, huh, they love cream. So we cut to outside the watch store. Sam and Dean are in baby watching Mr. Brennan bringing the cream inside. Dean says, all right, you stick with half and half. I'm going to check out the store. And no hippie chicks. He's like, aw. I know. <laughs> Dean Locke picks his way into the back door and sees a bunch of fairies making watches. He sneaks back outside. Uh, Sam is at the bar spying on Mr. Brennan. His phone rings. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, freaking full of Keeblers over here, man. Just full of them. Sam says, what? Dean says, it's like the story with the shoe guy and all the elves. Sorry, that was my drug alarm going no, no, off. No, good. <laughs> uh, apparently, when your phone is on silent, your alarms still go off. So. Yep. Well, it's nice to know. Okay, remind, <laughs> remind me to take some drugs when we're done with this, okay? Okay, okay thanks. <laughs> hey, go drug yourself, man. Yes. So Dean says, it's like the story with the shoe guy and all the elves. Hey, you think Mr. Brennan made a deal with a bunch of fairies? Sam says, let me get back to you. They hang up, and Sam joins Mr. Brennan at the bar. Sam says, so, Mr. Brennan, hello again. Mr. Brennan says, leave me alone. Sam says, did I ever mention how beautiful your work is? Mr. Brennan says, what? Sam says, the watches, just stunning, which I, what I can't figure out is how one man can put out that much product. I mean, hell, if I didn't know better, I'd say you have a bunch of elves working for you, except I do know better, and you have a bunch of elves working for you. 
He's so bitter about the elves. <laughs> he is super bitter. Mr. Brennan says, you're insane. Sam says, so tell me, how does a father decide to trade his son for a bunch of watches? I mean, I assume you have a soul, so what's your excuse? <laughs> Mr. Brennan says, you don't understand. It wasn't like that. Sam says, then how was it? So we cut to Dean walking down a sidewalk. Um, he notices the red cap fairy following him on the other side of the street. So Dean tries to sneak away. We cut back to Sam. Mr. Brennan says, I supported my family for 30 years making those watches. It's the only thing I know how to do. Parkinson's was losing my hands. I was losing everything. My grandmother, she always used to say that they were real. She told me all these stories when I was a kid about how to summon them, how to get favors from them. Sam says, so you learned how to work a spell. Mr. Brennan says, I mean, honestly, I doubted it would even work. I was just desperate. But she left me this book, so I did the ceremony in my back office two months ago, and this man appeared and said he was a leprechaun. Sam says, a leprechaun. <laughs> Mr. Brennan says, I asked him just to cure my hands, but he said he would do even better. He would make me more successful than I had ever been. He told me he'd bring a crew of workers that I could save my business, save my name. Sam says, is in, Sam says, in exchange for, Mr. Brennan says, he just wanted a place for them to rest, to take the fruit and the fat of the land. I said, yes, I wasn't thinking. Sam says, and the fruit and the fat was, Mr. Brennan says, my firstborn, not just mine. There's been others. They're not stopping. They're not going to stop. Sam says, there's got to be a way to reverse the spell. Mr. Brennan says, there is, but the book is in a safe in my shop. They won't let me near it. It's been a nightmare. Sam says, you can see the fairies? Mr. Brennan says, yes. So we cut back to Dean fleeing from the red cap fairy. He hides in an alleyway and tries to tackle the red cap, but he tackles a little person instead. Ugh, Dean. <laughs> I, I had to look it up and make sure that it was still politically correct to say little person and it is so <laughs> i just wanted to make sure we weren't offending anybody um the little person says what help help dean says little fairy what do you want you fairy huh fairy <laughs> a little girl screams daddy <laughs> yeah dean notices that a crowd is watching um and that he tackled the wrong person dean says oh god no ha <laughs> ha Shit. Yeah, he says, ha ha, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we cut to Sam and Mr. Brennan uh, walking onto the same street Dean is on. Sam is calling Dean's phone. Sam says, don't worry, Mr. Brennan, we can do this. My brother and I are going to cover you while you reverse the ritual. Then Sam sees Dean being arrested. There's a crowd of onlookers. Sam yells, Dean, hey, what happened? Dean says, Sam, hey. Dean is forced into the back of a cop car. Sam says, what am I supposed to do? Dean says, fight the fairies. You fight those fairies. Fight the fairies. <laughs> He's like so concerned about the fairies. Yep. So then we cut to Dean in jail. The sheriff says, I'm just trying to understand exactly what kind of hate crime this even was. Dean says, it wasn't a hate crime. The sheriff says, I mean, if this gentleman were a full-sized homosexual, would that be okay with you? Dean says, I don't hate any size person or any size gay guy. The sheriff says, he's not gay as it happens, but he is the district attorney for Tipton County. No runs a tight, <laughs> I know. Runs a tight ship. Tell you what. Dean says, I'd say he's done so well for himself considering his, considering those tough economic times. Good for him. <sighs> sheriff says, son, you are all kinds of messed up. And then he, and then he leaves I Dean mean, alone for hours. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to, uh, Brennan's, Brennan's watchmakers, Sam and Mr. Brennan sneak in through the back. Sam says, are they here? Mr. Brennan says, yeah, but it's all right. The cream hits them like tequila. <laughs> Mr. 
Mr. Brennan grabs a spellbook from a safe and starts to chant. Suddenly, Wayne Whitaker is there and stabs Mr. Brennan through the heart. Sam says, you, you're the leprechaun. Wayne Whitaker says, indeed I am. Sorry about the mess, but your friend here went back on his deal. Sam says, well, you weren't very clear with him on the terms. Wayne says, I told him there was a price. Once we come, we come to stay. Sam says, so you take firstborns and then what? You just sit back and watch while they cover their abductions for you with all that crazy UFO crap? Which you help encourage naturally. Nice con, but your cover's blown now. Wayne says, blown? To whom? Brennan's dead. Your brother? He's marked. Been to the ranch. He's ours now. Sam says, yeah, well, then there's me. Wayne says, you, but you can only see me if I let you. And then Wayne disappears. Sam says, true, but you'll have to get me near, you'll have to get near me eventually, and I have very good reflexes. Wayne reappears and says, you're not like the rest of them, are you? Sam says, nope. Wayne says, I could see that right off. You're missing a certain piece right in the center, aren't you? Sam says, says who? Wayne says, we fairy folk, we're all about energy, and the human soul gives off a certain perfume. Your soul is far away, but not completely out of reach. Sam says, is that so? Wayne says, Sam, I can get it back for you, for a price. Sam says, that's adorable. It's locked in a box with the devil. <laughs> He's like, nice try. <laughs> yeah, Wayne says, your devil, not mine. Sam says, there's no freaking way a leprechaun can do what an angel cannot. Wayne says, angels, please. I'm talking about real magic, Sonny, from my side of the fence. Got a way of getting in back doors. <laughs> Sam Did you just giggle because I said back door? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a way of getting in back doors. <laughs> That's all I heard. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, man, here I go. <laughs> back, back to clenching that starfish. <laughs> okay um sam says so you're my blue fairy you can make me a real boy again wayne says when you wish upon a star sam says yeah i got a wish and then sam shoots wayne wayne says iron painful but not a deal breaker sam shoots wayne again but he disappears so we cut to dean sitting in the jail still the red cap appears sitting next to him he laughs and then proceeds to kick dean's ass cut back to sam getting his ass kicked by wayne uh wayne says come on lad you've already taken your best shot sam says you're right i'm done shooting so do me a favor and count this sam pours a bunch of salt on the floor <laughs> wayne says oh no sam says why didn't i do that earlier <laughs> wayne starts counting while sam finishes the spell uh the lip, uh wayne says damn it sam finishes and all the fairies disappear from the shop in the jail so we cut to Sam and Dean sitting by baby. Dean goes to hand Sam a beer, but Sam declines. Dean opens his own beer and says, so here's to the tiniest DA. At least they're dropping the charges. Sam says, little big man. <laughs> Dean says, I was wondering something. <sighs> Sam says, yeah. Dean says, you think Lucky Charms really could have, you know, returned soul to sender? Sam says, come on, it's crazy to think. He did talk a good game, though. Dean says, you said no. Why? Sam says, it was a deal. When's a deal ever been a good thing? Dean says, I'm just trying to figure out how it works in there. Sam says, dude, I do still have all my brain cells. If anything, <laughs> my brain works better now. Dean says, just making sure that's where your head's at, that you're not having second thoughts about getting your soul back. Sam says, oh. Dean says, you're not, are you? Sam says, no. But Sam's facial expression suggests otherwise. And credits. Okay, so... I would just like to say before I get to my thoughts that I just love this episode. Like, this is one of my favorites. Everything. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But, 
Okay. How, this being one of my thoughts, how did they keep a straight face? Like, how many outtakes are from this episode? You know, like, how long did it take them to film this? Because there are so many, you know, like, when Sam's like, you, know, you want to add glitter to that glue you're sniffing and, you know, don't dump your wackadoo all over it, you know, like stuff like that, where it's just hilarious. But like, how did they keep a straight face and not just like lose it? Yeah, I am sure that there are plenty of outtakes, but I don't know how actors do it in general. Like, yeah, just like be like, okay, I'm laughing hysterically. And now I'm calm. <laughs> you know, I, I just can't. A little bit too much. I don't know. I can't do that. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It takes a certain kind of person. Oh, for sure. Um, and like, okay, I would, I've, you know, when Dean's phone is ringing, it just says like rock song playing. Like, what rock song is it? That's what I want to know. It doesn't. Uh, I don't. Does it say in the? I wonder if it says in the. Um, interesting facts. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it does. So, yeah, that's just annoying. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, like, rock song ringtone or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it said. but Yeah, that's weird, because like, really? usually they're pretty specific. So yeah. that's strange, yeah. So I don't know if it's just one of those generic, like, ringtones that just, like, makes it sound like a rock song or something. Or, oh, you know. it could be, yeah. But If any of you out there recognize a song, give us an email and let us know. Yes, please tell us, because... I'm not good with not having this information, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. Anyways, um, I don't know. Oh, so when he was saying that, you know, they're like, when he was talking about the hobbits and everything, yeah, like I wouldn't be mad if hobbits existed because, okay, all the meals, (laughs) oh my God, first breakfast, second breakfast, tea, you know, afternoon tea and like, dinner, supper, all the different, you know, like, okay, it's been a long time since I've, like, been through that list, and I don't know how many meals there are, but there's a lot, and let's be real, I could rock that life as a hobbit, because I am constantly eating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same here. I would love, I would love to eat that much. (laughs) Yeah, that would be great, and to be fair, like, they probably, well, I don't know, I was gonna say, like, they might not have, like, huge meals every time but it sounds like they probably do <laughs> yeah it sounds like it like, yeah constantly eating huge meals it's like you just go from like uncomfortably full to well well I'm not so uncomfortably full anymore so I'm gonna have another meal <laughs> that happens to me when I eat like Chinese food like yeah. does that ever happen to you oh, yeah. <laughs> I like I eat a bunch of it and I'm like oh my god I ate too much I'm so full and then half an hour later I'm like I could finish my leftovers. Like, maybe I should. Usually, I usually don't. I wait. Well, because so here's the thing is that when I eat too much food, I get like really tired. So the running theory is that I might be hypoglycemic. And so when I eat way too much food, I like tank, you know, like I can't even function. I get like super tired and I just like can't do it. And Mm -hmm. so I need to have like a snack or something about an hour after I eat a huge meal. And even if it's just like, you know, some string cheese or some almonds or something, you know, to like kind of level me out a little bit then I'm okay. But I try not lately anyways, in the last couple years, I try to not eat 
too much. And like, obviously I do sometimes like this, let's be real. It's not like I'm successful most of the time, Mm -hmm. but like I try to not eat too much at once or else I kind of like crash. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, the same thing happens to me when I eat Indian food, I just realized. And I wonder if it's just because I love those, that like that food so much that like, as soon as there's like a little bit of room in my stomach, like I've digested some, I'm like, (laughs) okay, let's do it again, tongue. Like, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I usually, well, the place that I go to get um, Indian food, they give you a fair amount, but it's not like a ton. So it's like a perfect, well, I guess it depends on if you're eating the rice or not. So if you're just eating like the curry and whatever's in the curry and then like naan, then it's not bad. You can eat all the curry and eat the naan and be like at a good level of full and not like hate yourself. (laughs) Yeah. But if you throw the rice in there, good luck. (laughs) Yeah. But they give you like a really good amount, you know, like it's a good amount of food, but it's not enough to like, you know make you go too crazy with it yeah so yeah they, they, they do the portion control for me I love it man I really want some Indian food now oh my god no I haven't had it in a long time I had some just the other day and Killian likes it too now I'm so excited he doesn't oh, yeah. like rice so he does the the non-dipping in the curry like I do yeah and he loves it it's adorable I wonder why he doesn't like rice does he like rice in certain things or does he just he doesn't, he's, he's had like pork fried rice and he's liked that. Okay. But that's it. Very flavorful rice. He doesn't just yeah. like plain rice. Right. Huh. Which I'm the same way, really. I mean, yeah, plain rice, if I'm going to eat it, I have to like either put something in it or put it with something, you know? Yeah. I'm not just going to eat plain rice. Yeah, sure. I can't do it. But anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, we, we went down on a little rabbit hole there. So... Um, okay. So we might go down another rabbit hole with this one. (laughs) Okay. So when Sam asked Dean if he, uh, serviced Oberon King of the Fairies, Dean did not answer. (laughs) Dean did not answer. (laughs) He may or may not have looked a little bit ashamed. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know because it sounded like he didn't have time to service Oberon King of Fairies (laughs) because he says he went in there and he was just like you know you know wagging his knife around and shooting his gun (laughs) all the while they were trying to push him towards the probing table yeah I mean I don't I don't necessarily think he did but you would think that if he didn't that he would be very adamant about not you know yes agreed (laughs) agreed Mm. yeah (laughs) leave that open to interpretation (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not so convinced that Dean wasn't forced to uh do something that he didn't want to (laughs) he was gone a lot longer than he thought he was he was but I mean weird they kind of covered that though like a weird time slip theory thing yeah so it's possible that it he you know was only gone for like an hour or so but then when he came back it had been hours you know yeah but anyways so yeah i just like to throw that into your guys's mind because um (laughs) maybe he did maybe he didn't i don't know what (laughs) (laughs) I'm not here to judge his life story. <laughs> nope. Nope. 
Nope. But anyways, so I just thought it was kind of interesting how he didn't answer. He just got real quiet. <laughs> yep. And looked a little uncomfortable. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, what was your favorite moment slash moments? Because I know, like, this episode has a lot of good stuff. So, I've got more than one moment for sure. Yeah. Well, my very favorite one we just talked about was uh, servicing Oberon, King of the Fairies. Yeah. (laughs) Because that was just such a hilarious moment. Sam... Um, well, Jared really nailed the comedic timing of Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, the facial expression of, like, kind of concern, but also he doesn't really care. Like what did you yeah. do this you know like <laughs> yeah also i really loved when um when dean got back and after the um after sparrow left um oh i oh, just yeah, lost patchouli. my train of thought <laughs> yeah patchouli patchouli um how um sam was trying to talk dean through what had happened and Dean was like, yeah, and they were trying to lead me towards this table, and Sam was like, probing table! <laughs> he got real excited about the probing table. He <laughs> did get real excited about it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty yep. good. Yeah. What was your favorite <laughs> moments? Well, one of them was the whole, like, you know, Dean servicing Oberon, or not. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the whole fight the fairies thing because that's just one of those classic supernatural lines yeah um i love at the beginning when sam's like <laughs> flying saucer's not insane enough for you if you add glitter that or if you want to add glitter to the glue you're sniffing that's fine but don't dump your wackadoo all over us we'd rather not step in it only thing you're missing is a couple dozen cats sister <laughs> yeah like it's just he just it just rolled off the tongue so well. Yep. Um, and then when Sam was like, you're the one that pizza rolled Tinkerbell. You know, like. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Uh, but I think my favorite, though, I've got a lot. But I think this is, I think this this is the last one. And I think this one is my absolute favorite out of all. It was like, it was, when Dean was like, it was a little glowing naked lady with nipples. And she hit me. <laughs> like, so disturbed that the little nipple lady hit him. <laughs> like, he just couldn't handle it. Like you could see his brain actively trying to wrap around the fact that he yeah. microwaved a lady with nipples that smacked him in the face. <laughs> yeah. And if you notice, she only smacked him in the face after he said nipples. I know. She was like, oh. She was yeah. like, no. She's <laughs> like, how you. dare you? How dare you, sir? I know. You're looking at my nipples. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I mean, but here's the thing. If you've got them out and about, <laughs> people are going to look whether that's they want true. to or not. <laughs> that's true. You know, like, that's just kind of how that works. But anyways, yeah, those are those are <laughs> my favorite moments. <laughs> but definitely, it was just the look of, like, disturbance on Dean's face because he got slapped in the face by a tiny nipple lady (laughs) yeah (laughs) he couldn't handle it it was like that was where his brain drew the line was like everything else you can handle the probing the aliens all that nipple lady that smacks you you can't handle that (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it's too much (laughs) but yeah i just i just love everything about this episode it's hilarious oh my god Um, me too (laughs) so 
our interesting facts for the episode. It says the opening title sequence that replaces the shattering glass is a replica of the X-Files, um, another similar series about two FBI agents who investigate bizarre and potentially, potentially extra, oh God. <laughs> you got this. But potentially extraterrestrial slash supernatural cases. That was a mouthful. Good grief. Mm -hmm. Um, With the black lettering against the gray background and the phrase, the truth is here at the end of the sequence. Um, While the X-Files read, the truth is out there. Um, Not only is Supernatural drawn numerous comparisons to the series, this episode is about the Winchesters battling what they think are aliens and Mitch Pelegi. Yes. Right. Okay. Has a recurring role in the series beginning um, this season. Um, Pelegi also had a recurring role on the X Files as Agent Smolder and Scully's super superior Walter Skinner. That's right. I have not seen the X Files. At some oh, point, God. I need to you watch would, it. You would like it. You yeah. would like it. They do like. You know, it's a lot of monster of the week, and then the overarching mythology is aliens. Yeah. But. Um, but they do funny episodes every now mm-hmm. and then, which are just fucking gold. <laughs> like, so perfect. Yeah. So I've never, I don't know much about X-Files. Is it, like, a supernatural type thing where it's all, like, fiction, whatever? Or is it, like, oh, you know, like, this may or may not be Because re- I've seen some, like, alien type shows where they're, like, this may or may not be real. We'll let you draw your own conclusions. Oh, and, no, it's all like, fiction. All okay. fiction. Yeah. Like, the ones that are, like, will let you draw your own conclusion. It's just, like, so cheesy that I just kind of can't handle it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No, the X-Files is, like, okay, so, like, the guy is, like, totally, like, he, his sister got abducted by aliens when he was a young boy, Mm -hmm. and and he saw the whole thing. So he's, like, okay, aliens are real. So he joined the FBI to investigate that, basically. Mm-hmm. And so he gets stuck with all the like unexplained cases, and then the girl gets stuck with him as a partner, be- and she's a scientist because they, the FBI wants to discredit him, hmm. basically. So she's supposed to be like, "Oh no, everything you think is bullshit. Like there's a scientific reason, and this is it." Yeah. So. Hmm. And the love story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. At some point, I'll have to. I've got so many things on this freaking list of things that I need to watch at this mm-hmm. point that I don't even know what they all are anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> I should have been writing it down one. from the get-go, but I haven't been, so. I know. And now it's too late to start. It's too late. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, I know I need to do the Doctor Who thing. I need to do the X-Files thing. Um. Mm-hmm firefly which i have the discs for i just haven't started them yet because i was finishing winona herb so i'm caught up with everything that's on the sci-fi um i'm not caught up yet i'm i think i'm a couple episodes behind okay it's so good How did isn't that go? It? you're like you've been telling me to watch this for months and then all of a sudden i finished it all and you're still not done yet <laughs> i don't know well we only get eric and i so winona herb is a show that eric and i watch together Oh, okay. So I'm not allowed to go ahead. And, <laughs> and the, only, the only day of the week that we have after, after Killian goes to sleep is Saturday. Yeah. To watch it since Eric works the night shift. So that's how that happened. Yeah. And then, and then every now and then, you know, we're like, oh, let's watch this other show. Like we just finished Lucifer last night. Okay. Oh, that's know? so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So Tom Ellis, yes. man, I'm telling you, he's up there. He's up there with uh, some of the boys from this show. Let me tell you what. Yeah. That and Sam Hewen. Oh man. Mm-hmm. That cat. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> How's it going, dude? <laughs> how you doing? Oh my god, my dad. My dad is so funny. He was telling me about how um, how he could never live up to Sam Hewen and and his wife's eyes, and how he likes watching Outlander, except that it's just depressing that he'll never be as good as Sam Hewen. And <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Most people aren't because it's fiction. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's fiction. I tried to tell my dad that, but he was like, he wasn't really like down on himself. He was just yeah. kind of like down on the show because of it. Like, yeah. what's the point? I'm never going to live up to him. <laughs> Why even try anymore? Yeah. yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for those of you who haven't watched Outlander, you should totally watch Outlander. It's really good. It's kind of like, HBO as far as like rating goes so it's definitely you you see some things (laughs) yeah you see a lot of things yeah (laughs) but it's like definitely where Game of Thrones is like all you know fantasy type stuff Mm -hmm. Outlander is like these are things that would have actually happened back in the day and granted it's a dramatic version of it but still you know like you get you know, a lot of different, you know, blood and guts and, you know, different, there's like rape scenes and like all these different things that it's like, this is all stuff that would have happened back then. And so it's not like they're doing it for no purpose. It's like, this is life. It's historical fiction. Yeah. Yeah. So, and granted, like the characters are not based off of anybody real, but Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the whole premise of Outlander is time travel. So, (laughs) right but um yeah really good if you guys haven't seen it and also like I would just like to say that Sam Hewen is like in my eyes tied with Jensen Ackles at this point like wow like his character oh lordy like (laughs) yeah I'm okay with it like it's good (laughs) he doesn't bother me any you know yeah that's Um, awesome he's like one of those that he's like a true fighter but then is like also like super sweet like what everything you want out of a relationship but like also like ooh, hey can I just like look at you real quick and yeah, oh, yeah go swing that axe oh yeah go do that thing you know like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's real bad anyways so yeah I'd say Jensen Ackles and uh, Sam Hewen are, are tied for me anymore gotcha. like I used to say that Jensen Ackles was it but He's not the mm-hmm. only one. <laughs> yeah. He's not the only one anymore. Yeah. Jensen Ackles is a perfect specimen. I was trying to explain that to my dad yesterday too. Um, <laughs> I, I can't ex- tell you why we started talking about him because it's spoilery, but, yeah. um, but uh, he was like, nope, I can't say it. Anyways, yeah, I was talking. I think I know yeah. where you're going and don't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just talking about like how he's got like the golden, I think it's called the golden ratio of the face. Maybe that's something to do with women's bodies and not faces. But. I think it's um, Da Vinci's like perfect human or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. I was trying to explain to my dad how Jensen's face has that. Yeah, there's like a ratio uh, on faces of like if your eyes and nose and all this different stuff is like lined up in this specific way this is you know like everything's symmetrical everything's this everything's this like 
that's like you are close to like the perfect human or whatever and Jensen Ackles face fits in that like perfectly like his eyes are in the eye like they put a layover of the like chart on his face right and it's like exact you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) and like dang it you know like yeah dang dude (laughs) yeah my dad was like is somebody I'm not gonna say it but somebody you know like like the actor in love with him in real life. And I was like, I think anyone who's ever come across him is in love with him in real life. I know for real. Right. Yeah. It's so funny because you go to like the conventions and you know, like rich and Rob who play characters that we're not going to talk about because that would give things away. <laughs> um, right. They are kind of the ones that like MC the whole weekend and they are like, it's so funny because you could tell that they're like, oh my gosh, they are like perfect humans, but they're just like disgusted with Jensen. I remember they went on this big rant one time about how like he smells good even after he's been sweating and they're just like, disg- they're like, it's just not fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, this is so stupid. Like, how can you be running around and playing basketball and be all sweaty and then still smell good? Like, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not okay. It's a problem in my world. (laughs) I know, it's bad. Like, and he does, I mean, I kind of got a whiff of him when we did the photo op. Like, a very very faint whiff, but it was like a, oh, connect, where's the, (laughs) where's the source? (laughs) Like, that's not that again, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. It's just not fair. Yeah. Nope. Not. Anyways, back to our interesting facts. <laughs> We've gotten through one so far. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, it says, after the encounter, Dean is being stalked by a burly man in a bright red cap. Um, in Irish and English folklore, red caps, uh, usually portrayed as ugly humans wearing red caps or hats, are malicious beings, typically acting as enforcers for the fair folk court. Um, what said character essentially does, or simply harassing humans for their own entertainment. Okay. <laughs> the assholes with the red hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says the line fight the fairies is another X-Files reference as the first X-Files movie was called fight the future. Yeah. Um, it says right after Dean is kidnapped and when the UFO camp is shown the music playing um, five distinctive notes with an electronic instrument, making it sound like alien music is actually the theme song with two notes flat, one half step to avoid royalties. <laughs> yep. <laughs> From Close Encounters of the Third Kind, um, a film which is actually mentioned by Dean at the moment of his abduction. <laughs> close Encounter! Close Encounter! Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And Sam being like, what kind? First or second? And Dean's like, they're after me. He's like, well, third already. Careful, <laughs> the fourth is a butt thing. I think the fourth is a butt thing. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, doesn't even care. He's like, I'm going to order another beer while I listen to this play out. Yeah. It says, guest star Robert Picardo and Jensen Ackles both appeared on Smallville in 2001. Um, Ackles played the character of Jason Teague and Picardo played his father, Edward Teague. Um, The two actors never shared any scenes together on Smallville, but they do this in episode, uh, or they do in this episode of Supernatural. Um, Hmm. It says, at a convention, Jared had said that that he felt strange Sam had the salt all along and didn't think to use it, so after pouring the salt, he ad-libbed the line, why didn't I do that before? (laughs) Oh, okay. I mean, that's fair, because he did kind of seem to come up with the salt out of nowhere. Yeah. You know? Yep. He, he, he really did. 
It says the high school jacket Patrick is wearing in the opening looks exactly the same in every detail, um, the same color, same exact patterns with the Smallville Crows jacket from Smallville. Um, the only difference is that the letter on the chest is a capital C, but this time, um, this time, but a capital S in Smallville. Huh. Um, it says when Dean is fighting the fairy, David Bowie's song Space Oddity is playing in the background. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This is kind of a random interesting fact. It says, oh, and Indiana is a real place. It's pretty small. <laughs> That's all it says. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, it says, there are numerous references to the 1940 Disney classic Pinocchio. Um, Dean calling Sam the little wooden boy with no conscience. <laughs> um, Sam asking Dean if that meant Dean was his Jiminy Cricket. Uh, the leprechaun telling Sam that he could bring back his soul if Sam wished upon a star. Mm-hmm. Since the title is a reference to the old Peter Pan stage play, um, Tinkerbell is dying because people stopped believing in fairies, so Peter Pan asks the audience to clap their hands if they believe in fairies. As the audience claps, Tinkerbell gets better. Yep. Um, it says when Dean exits the watch shop, he tells Sam the shop is full of Keeblers. Um, he's referring to the elves who make the quote-unquote uncommonly good <laughs> cookies using elven magic for the Keebler company, a subsidiary a subsidiary of Kellogg. <laughs> okay. Um, the body count is two, uh, the Tinkerbell fairy and Mr. Brennan. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says Dean is arrested in front uh, in front of Dell's Cardinal Lounge. Um, Dell's Cardinal Lounge was a popular tavern in Manitowoc, uh, Wisconsin in the 1960s. Okay. So, I didn't even see, like, the, did I, I, I couldn't even tell, like, where he was when he was getting arrested. It was just, you know, yeah, general people around, he's screaming about fighting fairies. This is getting shot yeah. into a police car. So, I don't know, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, th those are our interesting facts. Um, our, oh, our research what? won't let me scroll. There we go. Okay. Um, so our research is about leprechauns because, you know, why not? I think this is the only mention that we have of leprechauns. I yep. mean, like an actual, I'm sure they probably mention it at other points, but like, this is the only time that we actually like see one, see one slash have anything other than just like a mention of like some small thing. But um, <laughs> so this is off of LiveScience.com, um, and it's about it's facts about the Irish trickster fairy, which is a leprechaun. Okay. Um, so it says leprechauns are a type of fairy, although it's important to note that the fairies of Irish folklore were not cute Disneyland pixies or Disneyfied pixies. Um, they could be lustful, nasty, capricious creatures whose magic might delight you one day and kill you the next if you displeased them. <laughs> oh. Sounds like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that lustful part. I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, if a cat is not fixed, we'll be I mean, you're right. You're <laughs> right. So, the howling. <laughs> Have yep. you ever, like... Oh, yeah. I've heard... lost sleep over it before. Yeah. Over like... a yelling cat. Yeah. And cats that aren't fixed, they'll just sit outside and, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, like... Exactly. <laughs> Let me sing you the song of my people. <laughs> I'm going to sing an operatic ballad to, to any cat that might be nearby and might want some. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, the worst. I'm so glad that Steve is fixed. 
Not that oh, yeah. he doesn't sit there and howl at me anyways, but that's just because he can't, he just loves to hear the sound of his own voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it says, while leprechauns are mythical beings, <clears throat> a rare type of insulin resistance, sometimes called leprechaunism, is very real. Um, it says, leprechauns are often described as wizened, bearded old men dressed in green. Um, early versions were clad in red and wearing buckled shoes, often with a leather apron. Uh, sometimes they wear a pointed cap or hat and maybe smoking a pipe. Uh, in their book, The Element Encyclopedia of Magical Creatures, John and Caitlin Matthews trace leprechaun legends back to 8th century legends of water spirits called, oh boy, Lucarpon? Uh, I don't know. Uh, meaning small body. Uh, these sprites eventually merged with a mischievous household fairy said to haunt cellars and drink heavily. <laughs> Hanging out in the cellars and drinking what they find. <laughs> that's, yep. what, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> a bunch of little alcoholic fairies. Um, it says other researchers say that the word leprechaun may be derived from the Irish uh, leaf broken, meaning shoemaker. Um, indeed, those leprechauns are often associated with riches and gold. Um, in folklore, their main vocation is anything but glamorous. They are humble cobblers or shoemakers. Uh, shoemaking is apparently a lucrative business in the fairy world, since each leprechaun is said to have his own pot of gold, which can often be found at, an end, at the end of a rainbow. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Irish legends, people lucky enough to find a leprechaun and capture him, or in some stories steal his magical ring, coin, or amulet, um, can barter his freedom for his treasure. Uh, leprechauns are usually said to be able to grant the person three wishes, but dealing with leprechauns can be a tricky pop- proposition. Pop <laughs> I'm struggling. You're doing fine. Um, it says the leprechaun plays several role. Oh goodness, plays several roles in Irish folklore. He is principally a roguish trickster figure who cannot be trusted and will deceive whenever possible. In her encyclopedia, spirits, fairies, leprechauns, and goblins, uh, folklorist Carol Rose offers a typical tale of leprechaun trickery concerning a man who managed to get a leprechaun to show him the bush in the field where his treasure was located. Having no, spa- or having no spade or shovel, the man marked the tree with one of his red garters, then kindly released the sprite and went for a spade. Returning almost instantly, he found that every one of the numerous trees in the field sported a red garter. I have heard that story, actually. Oh, I haven't. I don't know when it was. I I remember hearing a story and somebody, I don't know who it was that told it to us, but they caught a leprechaun and had the tree with the treasure left and came back and all of the trees were marked with whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So that way you couldn't tell which one was the treasure. Huh. At that point though, like, it, listen, if this is like a ton of money we're talking about, I'd dig up every tree. (laughs) I would too. I'd peel off the ribbons one by one and just keep going, you know? I'd get all my friends be like, hey, listen, if you find it, whoever finds it gets to split it with me. Like, let's go, folks. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) Um, It says, in the magical world, most spirits, fairies, and other creatures have a distinctive sound that is associated with them. Um, some entities, such as the Irish fairy Banshee and the Hispanic spirit La Llorona, yes, okay, um, are said to emit a mournful wail signifying their presence. Um, in the case of the leprechaun, it's the tap, tap, tapping of his tiny cobbler hammer. 
hammer driving nails into shoes that announces they are near so they're just carrying around hammers and nails and just pounding away on shoes everywhere they go like that sounds like a miserable existence it does (laughs) poor guys doesn't ever get a break (laughs) um it says in his collection of irish fairy uh and folk tales wb yeats (laughs) yeat Anyways, offered an 18th century poem by William Allingham um, titled The Leprechaun or Fairy Shoemaker, which describes the sound. Lay your ear close to the hill. Do, um, do you not catch the tiny clamor, busy click of an elfin hammer, voice of the leprechaun singing shrill as he merrily piles his trade, or plies his trade, not piles. <laughs> um... It says the 1825 publication of a book called Fairy Legends seemingly cemented the character of the modern leprechaun. Um, since that time, leprechauns seem to be entirely male and solitary, they note. Um, it seems that all leprechauns are not only shoemakers, but are also male loners, <laughs> which makes sense <laughs> from a cultural standpoint, since that type of fairy is so closely associated with shoemaking, a traditionally male vocation. Um, though there is something curious about all leprechauns being cobblers, what if they all, what if they want to be writers or farmers or doctors? <laughs> <laughs> this designation also fits in well with the traditional folkloric division of labor among fairies. Uh, it says, as with many old legends, legends and traditions, the image and nature of the leprechaun has changed over time and has been updated and in some cases sanitized <laughs> for a modern audience. <laughs> Lucky the Leprechaun, mascot of the General Mills breakfast cereal Lucky Charms, is probably the best-known fairy of his type. Mm The 1959 Disney movie Darby O'Gill and the Little People also influenced how many people think of the wee folk. I feel like that would not fly these days. Yeah. You can't have a Disney thing titled Darby O'Gill and the Little People and not have somebody freak out about it. Yeah. You know? Um... You know what, I, look, I looked at it, because in my notes, you know, because there is a little person in this episode, mm-hmm. and, and in the transcript that I read, it was, it, it referred to him as a little person, and I was yeah. like, is that okay? Like, is that, is that politically correct right now? And so I looked I it up, so. and it is, it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, I mean, there was also, it's, I think it's little people, or well, there was one other, is there's one other PC. I don't remember what it is. I don't either. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Um, it says on the other end of the spectrum, there's a homicidal leprechaun lo- lubed on. And what? Lepre- uh, lo- lubed in? Lubed on? I don't know. It's L-U-B-D-A-N. That <laughs> 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 doesn't sound right. <laughs> I'm going to go with Lubden. <laughs> I think you should. Yes. <laughs> Instead of lubed on. <laughs> I don't know how I said. <laughs> Somebody got lubed on. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> okay. uh, that was good. Um, so <laughs> the homicidal leprechaun, <laughs> Lubden, <laughs> 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 uh, 
in the Leprechaun horror slash comedy film series played by Willow actor Warwick Davis. Mm -hmm. Um, For generations, some Irish have been annoyed by leprechauns and the ethnic the ethnic ethnic stereotypes they perpetuate and for most americans leprechauns only appear around saint patrick's day um leprechauns offer more or a morality tale figure whose fables warn against the folly of trying to get rich quick um take what's not rightfully yours or interfere with the good folk and other magical creatures Belief in leprechauns and other fairies is once widespread on the emerald isle and real or not they will continue to amuse and delight us for centuries more um, so it says leprechaunism, um, also known as Donahue syndrome, is an extremely rare disorder characterized by abnormal resistance to is- is- insulin. Um, hmm. Some researchers prefer Donahue syndrome because leprechaunism may be, views- may be viewed as pejorative by families, according to the online Mendelian inheritance in man, um, an online catalog of human genes and genetic disorders. Um, It is a recessive genetic disorder, which occurs when an individual inherits two copies of an abnormal gene for the same trait, um, according to the National Organization for Rare Disorders, um, or NORD. Um, Babies with the disorder are unusually small before and after birth, according to the National Institutes of Health. Um, They experience failure to thrive, which means they have low birth weight and do not gain weight at an expected rate. Um, They often lack muscle mass and may also have very low body fat under the skin. Um, Characteristics of the syndrome also include abnormally large, low set, and poorly developed ears, a wide, flat nose with upturned nostrils, um, large, thick lips and a large mouth, and widely spaced, bulging eyes. Affected babies may also have an abnormally small head or microcephaly. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you say that. Um, There may be excessive hair growth. Um, it says most affected individuals have a skin t- skin condition called acanthosis nigricans, in which certain patches of skin, such as body folds and creases, become thick, dark, and he- and velvety. Hmm. Fuzzy. Yeah. Fuzzy skin. That's interesting. Um. Donahue syndrome affects the endocrine system, which regulates the sec. Er, which. <laughs> which regulates the secretion of hormones into the blood system. Um, Abnormalities include excessive secretion of insulin, which regulates blood sugar levels by promoting the movement of glucose into the body's cells. Um, According to Nord, babies with the disorder cannot use insulin effectively and may have high blood sugar levels or hyperglycemia after eating and low blood sugar levels or hypoglycemia when not eating. Mm. Um... Other hormonal effects include enlargement of the breasts and genitals. Other characteristics include intellectual disability, abnormally large hands and feet, an enlarged or distended stomach, um, enlarged heart, kidneys, and other organs, and hernias, where the large intestine may protrude through the abdominal wall or into the groin. Um, Affected babies are also more susceptible to repeated infections. Um, It says Donahue uh, syndrome is extremely rare. Only 50 cases have been reported in medical literature. Um, It was first identified in 1948 by Dr. W.L. Donahue, a Canadian pathologist who wrote about it in the Journal of Pediatrics in 1954. In the reported cases, the disorder occurred twice as often in females as in males. Um, It says treatment is usually directed toward the specific symptoms, according to Nord. Endocrinologists treat the hormonal issues, while dermatologists treat the skin problems, for example. 
Um, families may also receive genetic counseling. So. Mm, that sounds miserable. Yeah. I wonder, like, if that, if, so I wonder if that's something that they, like, live with forever. I mean, obviously, but, like, I wonder if it, like, affects the lifespan, you know? Or oh, if it's yeah, just something that, like, if it's something that they just kind of, like, live with, or if it's something that, like, affects whether they live or not, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. But, anyways, that, that is our, uh, our, our research. Um, what was your idiot or aspect moment from this week? Oh, geez. So Killian was doing school. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, my, my husband is rolling the garage door up. So if you heard that, that's all that was the garage door. It sounded a lot like thunder. And I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> oh, I can't hear anything, but okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So Killian was doing school and they were going over the letter Y and um, the teacher goes through and asks everyone in the class to say, you know, something that starts with a Y. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they get to, she gets to Killian and he says, YOLO. <laughs> and yes. she was like, she was like, what? And he's like, YOLO. I mean, and he's not she, wrong. <laughs> she was like, you only live once? And Killian was like, I don't know. YOLO, YOLO, a pirate's life for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, was embarrassing. Than Yo-ho. Yeah. It's yeah. for him to wander around saying YOLO than YOHO. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. It was just so embarrassing because now, because now the teacher totally thinks that like Eric and I go around being like YOLO all the time, probably. <laughs> I mean, she probably figured out that he was going for YOHO because he'd probably like watched Peter Pan or something, you know, like, yeah. that's where I would go. I would be like, oh, he's just got it confused with Yoho, and he was just, like, watching a Disney movie or something, you know, like. Yeah. I don't I think- was just totally mortified <laughs> that he, that he YOLO'd. <laughs> that he YOLO'd. <laughs> yeah. Hey, YOLO, man. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, what was your idiot or aspect moment? Um... Mine, I was a big old idiot, and I don't remember what I was eating, but I was eating something and bit a hole in my tongue, like the mm. underside of my tongue too. So like my bottom teeth, like my tongue somehow got <laughs> in the way and I bit a hole in like the bottom part of my tongue, like not the top. Usually you get like the edge of your tongue or like the top of your tongue. Yeah. I like punched a hole in it and like it didn't close for like three or four days. Like you would, I'd like pull my tongue up to like check it and see if it's like healing and there'd just be a big old hole and you could like kind of see, you know, it was was nasty and it only bled for the first, you know, few minutes and it, it took a little while for it to stop bleeding, but it, oh man, it hurt to eat anything for like three or four days because it was wide open on the underside but that sounds horrible yeah, yeah I've never bitten the underside of my tongue and I've never heard of anybody else doing it too so yeah well it takes special skill apparently yeah <laughs> a skill that I possess <laughs> so, yeah that was a big old idiot and tried to get myself a tongue piercing so, yeah oh, <laughs> but yeah that 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 that's it <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandassetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is filled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspects, a Supernatural Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram. Thanks again. Thank you.